0: Love talk radio Go away and pop off me and my click put on. I'm like a young McMahon, I'm here to get your bitch dog like I'm going play. Little finger to the big ball, man, aka police, get them over your head like it's all kill these niggas, that's no pride. Chill, these niggas want no problem. That chopper body like one swap. Can't see them shot him like Sick Off. Roll about but that shit loud. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip through but they in love with this J like nah, say hello to my python. I'm seeing punk with that mic, y'all. She go to sleep with my bike bomb. When blessed I be hurting feelings Niggas see Curtis Axe on my rap is like Kurt Henin. And then don't it? I'm such a charmer. Oh Come crown Vic. Not talking whip, I'm thinking Lawla, cause I'm royalty. But we talking cars, it's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies, call them Kamala and guy? Oh Why down? You talking to the bad guy. My gang grill, but I ain't never been no vampire. Look at all that ice he got on. Bigger than that icy title. Figuring out my bill, man, cause I still feel like I'm flying Brian. Who high is I? Here? Who fly a I Life is a bitch for well, you. This bitch is more than life in China. Get it? Strong ass out. They can say they want that smoke. Well, I'm Papa Shango. i be playing low. Get the gacha. No boat. And I'm flyers that body, But I'm tired of saying so. So I do so with new producers. And the new with my latest verses. And I'm ruthless. Like Roots of Move. or be through with you niggas first. Get back to work. Get talking to the bad guy. Yeah, chico. talking to the yeah, Chico, it's talking to the bad guy. I'm too sure, I dare you niggas act fly Yeah, Chico, it's talking to the bad guy. Yeah, Chico Yeah, Chico, you talking to the bad guy. Too picking your eyes, I'm that guy Hey, y'all Something happened to me, something happened to you, okay Hey, y'all Don't look like no Daniel B Where they seeing me as a dog Hey yo Something happened to me Something happened to you Hey yo you counting your low bees, my nigga, my G's, no. Gonna bother you with this rhyming, man. I'm private, Nick, just whip rhyming. Heard they talking right from the sideline, like a part of me been declining. Nigga, argue often with liars. Beside that, I got no choice. Rather be he slated before I make it a joint. My point, I'd rather job than have my morals expire. Niggas getting back, they bribes, cause I ain't told in a while. Huh? <laughs> Is you mad or not? Nah? Is you rapping or up. He wrapped my cigar Light it up because I'm grateful I just made it this far God is pale in comparison It's a shame it's a problem I'm so over forever Now my stadium is pop Niggas tweet like they really were But be faker than raw Oh nah, they flaw <laughs> I got it. Oh please, Dwayne Johnson Been number two round these parts <laughs> Oh nah, <laughs> you know why? Cause most of my OGs in the 80s Made a movie with Rod Star. We're talking to the bad guy. Yeah, chico, you're talking to the. Yeah, chico, you're talking to the bad guy. I'm too sweet. I dare you, niggas, that fly. Yeah, chico, you're talking to the bad guy. Yeah, chico. Ooh. Yeah, chico, you're talking to the bad guy. Toothpick picking your eye, boy. Don't ask why.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen You are now at the premiere Of Running the Ropes It is TSOTS Productions First Wrestling dedicated Talk show, Talking Wrestling Talking free for all I appreciate everyone that's calling in I appreciate everybody that's listening If you are listening Welcome, on tonight's show We are going to be discussing um, The top cruiserweights Of all time we're going to have a little wrestling news, a lot, we'll catch up with everything that's going on with wrestling, and we are going to introduce a segment called Go Watch It. So it should be interesting. We are waiting on our host, um, Coach. He hasn't came in yet, but he should be on the way. And let's move to one more song until he gets here. So bear with us for a moment.
0: Bam, 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 bam. The music of the Harry Stone. Uh, white leather to the knee, we in the traffic. Switches speeds them in the cockpit. Straight from man. We known for using chopsticks. Problems getting dealt with. Never pop shit. Hit you with the drop kick, Marty Janetti. No, I hit you with the drop kick, Marty Janetti. No, I hit you with the drop kick, Marty Janetti. No, no, I hit you with that drop kick, Marty Janetti. Practice cap, Kamikaze, burning cheese, Saganaki.
2: Hello, hello, hello! This is Coach Krixis, and welcome to the first episode of Running the Ropes, brought to you by No Holes Bar Wrestling. Here we'll talk about all of your wrestling needs. Try to fulfill that for you. Um, we'll cover everything from classical wrestling, Lucha Underground, WWE. We'll squeeze in the Ring of Honor, the New Japans. I mean, there's so much going on that, um, you know, there's so much to talk about. We'll we'll keep it very simple for this show, and then we'll build on heading to the future. Feel free to call in at any time if you want to join in on any discussions. Do you have any questions or any issues on things that I may say? WWE may be PG but we aren't. Um I will keep language to a minimum, don't worry. But there are some things that I may have to lash out about. So, um, let's get this started. We'll get started with uh this week in um this past week in wrestling. We had a lot going on. We had our more names added to the WWE Royal Rumble. Um, But one thing I want to talk about in particular, because I have to to get to this first. Um, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada from New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom 11. Um, This match got a lot of attention from the wrestling fans, mostly because Dave Meltzer, um, most of you have heard of him, gave this match 6 out of 5 stars. Not only did he give it that, but he says one of, if not the best wrestling match that he has ever seen. So, this brought a lot of attention to people who want to go check it out. For those that couldn't get it, um, I do know it's on YouTube. For those of you that, you know, there are proper channels to give. Um, you know, you can go on New Japan Pro Wrestling and check out on the website and things like that. But um, I saw it on YouTube and... I must say i was I was blown away um not because you know just because they're two great wrestlers, but it was also how they put their match together um there was a combination of old school style break your opponent down if you hurt their knee, keep attacking their knee you hurt hurt their shoulders, or things like that like it was a wrestling match, like, old-school style, but what they did was they added some new-school twists with, you know, such as things like the the flip over the barricade. Uh, There was a spot where Kenny Omega flipped he ran and that front flip off of the top rope over the metal barricade onto Okada. And that was in the distance... The, the 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 crazy part about that wasn't him doing the flip, you know, the stunt itself. It was more so the distance he covered about, I mean, it, it was six, it, like about five or six feet in between that net, I mean, between those ropes and over the barricade. Um, And it was just, it was just a crazy spot. And then, uh, you know, to add some more new school things to it, there was a, a critical table spot in this match. Um, where Kenny Omega set up a table, you know how most, you know, how most table spots are, they don't use the table immediately. So they set up a table outside and as the match is going on, Okada bounces him off the ropes and throws him over the shoulders. Kenny flips over his shoulders in over the ropes landing through the table and and the height, once again, the height that he got on that and, you know, the spot, it was spot on, it didn't look like it was one of those set up, you know, high spots where you're waiting forever, and they're like, all right, are you ready, are you ready? No, there there was none of that necessary, and, I mean, it, these guys were just on point with everything, and it is one of those matches that will live up to the hype. Anything that you've heard about this match is most likely true, I mean, it's, It lives up to the hype So that is our uh, Okada Versus Kenny Omega Now that was very important because like I said That match has been getting a lot of attention Uh, But we're going to move on To WWE Uh, Last night We had Monday Night Raw Which opened up With the main event now, we all know how that goes. Whenever a match opens up with the main event, something happens to where it doesn't go through. Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman interrupt, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and uh, Seth Rollins comes down, and there's a whole melee and all this other stuff, and pretty much Mick Foley said, this is how it's going to go. You guys will be wrestling again tonight, which, as wrestling fans, we all knew. But um, there was a twist to this where... There ended up being a match between Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. The one thing about Braun Strowman that I am starting to like now that he is past the jobber phase is they're making him dominant, but he also looks human. To so where you have to take him serious. No one's taking him lightly, but he at least looks human. You know, he's starting to get hit, he's starting to sell, he's even taking a few bumps. As opposed to, you know, going into the matches, crushing people. So, um, and I think a good part of that was the Sami Zayn feud that he had. Um, and their their match that they had at the pay-per-view, the 10-minute limit, time limit match, excuse me, the 10-limit time limit match, there was a, there there wasn't, it wasn't a terrible match. But in the end, you know, by him taking the huluva kick and, you know, him getting hit and taking those spots and things like that. In the end, it, it made Zane, you know, show that he has heart, which everyone knows clearly. Um, to Braun Strowman actually looking human, which helps him in the end. Um, if you notice, a lot of times when guys are on that job or start, you know, killing all the competition, it takes them a little bit longer not gonna say a little bit long, but it takes some, you know, some time for people to actually invest in them because they see they're being fed competition. I mean when you look at Braun Strowman and James Ellsworth, you, you knew that wasn't gonna end so well, as opposed to Sami Zayn or Seth Rollins who aren't much bigger than Ellsworth, but they still have the ability and the talent to make him look human. So, um and Braun declared for the rumble and you know, Seth Rollins, the Braun Strowman match went uh it was it was a fairly fairly decent match. Nothing too crazy, nothing no crazy high spots, um and or any of that. So it simply was just enough to make Seth not look weak and the end he got Strowman out of the ring and grabbed a chair like I'm not playing that mess. Uh which was a smart move if you're Seth Rollins and you're up against Braun Strowman. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't fault Seth at all for taking that route. Um, so moving on, uh, I'm going to go over a couple of the things, you know, the highlights and things like that. So we had uh, the Cruiserweight segments. We had the uh, – with Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak. Um Jack Gallagher is. <laughs> it's funny that the Vault Villains have been on a roster for what the main roster for a couple years now, probably about a year or two. And what Gallagher has done with their gimmick in a matter of three months—it's—it's—it's it's, it's crazy how he showed them how it could work. Now, granted, he does have the accent, which helps him greatly being English and going with the gentleman using the parlay and the duel and things like that, like he's just very, very entertaining and um and the crowd is he slowly went over the crowd. But afterwards he challenged or he invited, sorry, uh, Ari Dvari to a parlay, so we would have to watch 205 Live to see how that will go. And then uh, moving on, we had the Shawn Michaels Rusev segment. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to laugh. Without trying to be, Rusev is one of the funniest guys on that roster. From an entertainment standpoint, he just, (laughs) just... It's just funny how I don't know if it's the accent. I don't know if it's the things he says. I don't know if it's him being a monster Bulgarian heel, but he clearly has a heart of gold. So it it just just seems funny to me how those two clash. But uh, sorry to those HBK fans. Shawn Michaels did not return to uh, throw his name into the World Rumble. We will get to the World Rumble later. Sorry. And he actually had a um he actually had a couple good comments. He had some moments in his promo. Uh, especially when he told the kids, he said, Kids I'm gonna show you how to stand up to peer pressure. Like he he shut down the he shut down the he's not coming back. He he shut that down like ASAP. Didn't even wanna go into it with that, um and which led to him actually promoting his movie that is coming out, which (laughs) caused Rusev to interrupt and then beg, not beg, demand that Shawn Michaels puts his wife in his movie, which is already edited, (laughs) already made, and pretty much soon to be released, I believe, next month. It's one of those romantic comedy things. But... (laughs) Rusev says <laughs> to use your stupid CGI effects like that terrible Star Wars movie. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, I don't watch Star Wars movies. But for Rusev to <laughs> tell Shawn Michaels to tell, I guess, the movie director to use CGI effects to throw Lana into the movie, it's just, it's, it just cracks me up. Uh, Big cast and. Enzo came out. Words were exchanged which led to a match with Big Cass and uh, Rusev. Rusev won with the Empire Elbow. Um, It was was this... I'm not minding the Big Cass versus Rusev feud. I'm not a fan of how it started. One, I'm not a fan of the whole using Lana, uh, you know, to get over or to use Lana to start the feud and things like that. She's a married woman, not a storyline married woman, a legit married woman. I mean, let's just leave leave it be. It didn't work out with Dolph. Let's let's not try it now. Um, but anyways, but also in the, in the end, we know Enzo is not a great performer. We know he's more of a manager slash mic man. Um, with that being said, it still does make him look weak as a performer. So, you know, not a lot of people are taking Enzo's ring work serious, but he is on the roster. He is a superstar. So maybe, just maybe, you know, give him some type of credibility where he's not getting his ass beat in a hotel as much as I love that. Um, moving forward. Moving from I'm going to try to cover As much as raw well as possible Without going over Every Segment Just mainly the ones uh, Let's say Dorado Versus Neville Neville Lost But he had Another moment Afterwards Which was um, It was The heel Neville Is working for him There's I don't know if it's a Foreign thing But foreign hills It's like you can't go wrong Because of the accent And all that It just you can't go wrong. You can never go wrong with a foreign hill. I mean, how, like, just think of all the hills, and think of how many great foreign hills. And sorry, it was Big Cass versus Jinder Mahal. Sorry, I, I have to um, correct myself on that one. It was Big Cass versus Jinder Mahal, not Rusev. Uh, moving forward, let's let's continue before we can hit the SmackDown. We still have Lucha Underground to cover. We still have. World Rumble preview and matches and things like that. Oh, Sheamus versus Luke Gallows. Sheamus versus Luke Gallows. I I like how this is shaping up um, with the club and Sheamus and Cesaro. The club finally gets some credibility back, uh, giving some decent match time. Uh, Anderson on commentary with Cesaro was excellent. Cesaro, though. He, he He's also another one of those entertaining guys. Um, but but building that club back up, uh, I feel that these four could have a good rivalry. Um, better than good, for the simple fact, uh, Sheamus, you know, he switched up usually to heel. Does that have to deal with you look stupid or being fit to Roman Reigns? He could just go out there and perform and and be a badass, which... That, I mean, that's what he does. That, that's simply what he does. He, you know, so he can actually do what he's good at. And he has Cesaro feeding off of him, which them two are. You can never go wrong with two teammates who don't want to be with each other. That is one thing that I've learned watching them, because I think of all the teams that didn't want to be with each other and how they somehow ended up working uh or being entertaining at least, but this one, as far as a match and a legit tag team, it's working. But think of how great Tajiri and William Regal were, or uh, Daniel Bryan and King. Uh, those those type of guys, uh, Goldust and Booker T. Um, you know, those were entertaining backstage segments. But these two look like they could be a good team. Um, so we. <laughs> We have to talk about this Titus thing Because there was actually a question And I wanted to lead up to it To get my thoughts And if you're listening Feel free to call and give your thoughts There was a picture of Titus O'Neil, And it simply said If you were in charge How would you book him? And then I thought about that And I thought about that And I thought about what he was doing A lot of people And I read the comments A lot of people were Heel, heel, turning badass Angry at the fans And all this other stuff the thing about that Is um Only problem is Is he's one of the WDW's Biggest community uh Family activist Guys in the company Like he literally won award For celebrity dad of the year I'm not a fan of Titus going kill If he's going around telling people He doesn't care about their kids And all that So um Couple things that you know I thought about first. Uh, give the man some damn tights. I'm sorry, uh, tights. It may sound small, but it may sound like what, what the is that gonna do anything? Tights. Um, uh, it was funny because someone said like his legs and his arms are long, but he has an extremely short torso and it looks weird. And I thought about it and I was and maybe that's not what I was thinking when I said that, but it made sense. So anyways, um also, um, put him up with someone that can talk. The Slater Gator, um, like I I had, you know, used that as a example how he Slater was the one doing the talking? Like Titus fed off him, but he wasn't the focus when he was speaking. Which, uh, which called, you know, which took away from it. Um, the thing about Slater Gator is that they were taken as serious as a penny on the street in Los Angeles. Um, it, it's, it, it's just, you know, they were jobbing. Um, so I was thinking, you know. He, he's trying to do this whole thing where he's working on a Titus brand that he's trying to get with New Day. And I'm simply thinking, like, just get somebody to talk for him. Let's just have somebody talk for him where he can still kind of be a heel without being a heel. Where he doesn't have to actually say, I don't care about your kids, but he can just still kick somebody's ass in the ring. I mean, he's a big, strong dude. Um you know, it does have to be a manager. It Could be a tag team partner. I mean, we just, just, just imagine Titus and Big Cass and Titus having an Enzo. They can be very similar, big, strong guys who can kick ass. Someone else does all the talking. They say the little stuff, two or three words, and then that's it. I mean. I mean, Big Cass, I mean, Enzo can talk to the ring for five minutes and all Cass has to say is there's only one word to describe you, and, and that's it. Um, Titus could benefit from that without having to be a complete heel. Um, I'm, I'm just, you know, if Cena is one of those, you know, community service activist people and then all of that, And and he's not going to kill mostly for that reason. It'll be hard to take WWE's biggest family man. I mean, it it, it just seems... Yeah, so that's how our booking Titus O'Neil. I will skip the New Day segment as he's trying to find the New Day's weakest link, I guess. He lost to Xavier Woods last week, lost to Kofi Kingston this week, and assuming he will lose to Big E next week. Um the thing that that gets me with this is when they start this whole week is link, it usually uh leads to some type of break up. Um and I don't know which member of new new day I would like to see, you know, break up the group, whether it be any of them at all. But it, it just it'll be very hard to see that they pull a, um you go your way, I'll go my way and that'll be that. I I just can't see that. And another thing about the new day breakup is it's going to have to be done very carefully. Um for the simple fact that, you know, Kofi has proven he can go solo, Big E solo, but Xavier, he can go in the ring, but he's never had that run to where you know, people actually take him serious in the ring He was great on the mic But we have to see how that's going to go And then we are going to end it in this With our Roman Reigns Versus Kevin Owens Versus Chris Jericho Handicap slash United States Triple threat match uh, I want to actually see if I can get a count Of how many times Roman has defended the title I know you're defending it versus Rusev, but I, I wasn't really defending the title that much. I don't know if they just held that so they can get it on Jericho, but um one thing that you know, that a lot of people just realized last night is Jericho has finally become a grand champion. Along with um Ray uh yeah, Ray Mysterio, I believe no, we can't say Ray Mysterio. Daniel Bryan, big show, edge Benoit, Shawn Michaels. Um, There's very few names WWE guys have held every title in the company, and Jericho literally just got on that list last night. So, kudos to Chris Jericho. Um, him and Kevin Owens are just money right now.
0: Um, it's
2: I I want to I want to take a poll. And I'll go to the results next week. Uh, Which version of Chris Jericho that people like best? I mean, The the Undertaker is one of those guys that was able to evolve his character. And even though it was the same character, there were different little tweaks to it, um, except for the American Badass, which was completely different from his normal self. Um, People don't realize, but Chris Jericho has had that same... Same type of effect. And, um, you know, you had Cruiserweight, Chris Jericho, Armbar, Armbar, Armbar. That's that's still one of the funniest, best promos in wrestling history. Not just WWE or WCW, just wrestling, period. For the simple fact that um, everyone remembers it so perfectly without having to go on YouTube and then you had WWE early introduction Chris Jericho, The Lionheart and being one of the first WCW guys to come over. Um Big Show was the first, you know Jericho was the second, but just that introduction alone and in those first couple of years where he was in a variety of storylines between main event, tag titles, um just he, he just had, you know that was just awesome. And then you had the heel for Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, which was one of his best runs. And then you have uh, it, the list, stupid idiot, uh, Joey Ryan, mustache, Chris Jericho. But the one thing that uh, I've learned about, like, I, as as I go along and I watch wrestling, and since I've been notified that I'll be doing this, I look for certain things, and I try to, you know, watch the characters a little bit more, and and Chris Jericho just has an ability to get anything over. For the simple fact that he made a $750 scarf a thing, like, for the simple fact that he made it just simply I-T, it, a thing, um, you just made the list, stupid idiot. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Like He he just sticks with it until it gets over and it wears you down. I mean, it's like one of those things that's, it's like a bad song. Like, you hear it and you don't realize, like, that you'll be singing it. You don't think that you'll ever be singing it or it'll be stuck on you. And it's just there. Um, So he's had a, a variety of different things since he's been back on his last run, which is To some Considered One of his best It would be hard To top that He'll Run versus Shawn Michaels Um My One of my Favorites was Cruiserweight Chris Jericho But You know You can't go wrong Um That just lets you know How good he is With No matter what You throw at him He can turn it To goal And Kevin Owens Is (laughs) Is just Kevin Owens Uh one thing I could see more in the future, which would be funny, is like how Kevin Owens talks during his matches. Like a lot of like you're Chris going to say it, but the stuff Kevin Owens says as performers and entertainers, I don't see how anybody could be in the ring with him and not crack up. Um, Roman broke character a week or so ago with that, but you know. I, I I still don't see how anybody can wrestle with him And things he says uh, Like, say, Ray tells Chris Jericho Don't grab his hair or will get slippery Or some mess like that Like, he just says Some crazy things during his matches And it just cracks me up at home But um, Last but not least As far as Raw Mick Foley's performance evaluation oh, I hate when they do those type of things Depended if he could get The Undertaker to come to Raw or not No confirmation Mick just had a feeling I've been in a ring with Taker I know him He'll be here He's here I have a feeling And what do you know Taker is there Not only is he there But he's also added his name To the Royal Rumble match Along with Brock Lesnar Bill Goldberg uh, Seth Rollins entered. Braun Strowman has entered. Um, you know you have you have a couple names. Where this rumble is shaping up to be very very unpredictable. Uh, previous years, you kind of had an idea of who would win or who you would want to win. Now it's just everything is just so haywire that uh, no one has an idea of who's going to win it. And that is the beauty of this year's Rumble slash WrestleMania. Um, you can't go with the typical Cena's going to win it because Cena's in a match with AJ. Uh, you can't go with, oh, Roman's going to win the Rumble, is, you know, because Roman's in a match with Owen. So um, that that's going to be interesting that no one, that there's no strong favorite. Uh, Yes, you know, Brock and, you know, Brock, Taker, and Goldberg are in, but do you, you know, do you really want to pick them? Do you really think that they'll put their, you know, faith in a, what, you know, quote-unquote part-timer? With that being said, let's move on to SmackDown, which literally just went off the air. Smackdown today was not as good as previous episodes um, But we'll start with, uh, you know, the the show started out different than normal Dean Ambrose, the Ambrose Asylum, started out And um, The Miz interrupted, he was his guest, but he interrupted um, I'm not sure if this was planned or if it was just good timing, but it was perfect Dean goes. My guest today is, and then they played an awesome. I don't know if that was planned. I don't know if that was just, you know, just perfect timing. But it, it literally was awesome how they timed it. But Dolph, I mean, Miz came back, demanded that uh, Dean hand him his Intercontinental title. Uh, Dean says, "You're right. I do have something to give to you," and he hands. Uh, Miss a participation award I have a problem with this This is the part where I'm probably going to start pissing off fans Because I'm going to throw in my input a little bit more Dean had a couple minutes in his opening segment Talked about everything that happened last week Blah, blah, blah Miss came down And then one line Not even just one line, his opening line Shut down everything Ambrose said Which led to a question I had Where he simply said You robbed me of all the pres- all the work I did To make that title mean anything again You robbed me from making that title mean something From the prestige, the relevancy, etc, cetera, etc cetera, All the hard work And I have to agree Ms. is absolutely correct Ms. is absolutely correct this, from WrestleMania to now, I pretty much sum it up as one IC title run for the simple fact that, uh, you know, you had a couple issues with Dolph and a lost a couple times with Dolph and lost with Dean, but he's been the IC title picture since Mania. And easily, easily in the last two, possibly three years, I want to say three, Miz has done more with that Intercontinental title than a lot of people have. I mean, it was, I mean, at one point, I don't know if they thought Curtis Axel was going to do it, by I'm being Mr. Perfect Son. Um, and it, it was just, you know, I just thought about the champions from previous years. You had Big E, uh, you had the Dolphs, you had Harper, Daniel Bryan, who had the injury, and Dean Ambrose. And you just think about all those champions, and Miz is absolutely correct. Look look at it this way. Um, before he lost the title, your champs were and I'll either go back I'll go back a little bit further. You had Rhino and um you had Rhino and Heath Slater. You had the New Day, you had AJ Styles, um, or Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles or Dean Ambrose that so were going back and forth for that. And then for Universal you had Kevin Owens. And um, United States Rusev slash Roman Reigns, but anyways, during that time, Heath Slater and Rhino, Heath Slater started out with the story, the I need this job storyline, which got him over. Like it was, it was, it was beautiful how that got him over. But they were the focus on that storyline more than the titles. The storyline was more about Heath Slater than those tag team titles when they introduced them. Then uh, you take the tag team titles on Raw. New Day is New Day. They'll be gold regardless. Um, Rusev in the United States or Rusev or Roman Reigns in the United States, either way. Uh, Roman Reigns, when he had the title, no one really cared for it. Rusev, when he had the title, I like Rusev as United States champion. Um, but his last run was very... Nah. And then you had the WWE Championship with AJ Styles, which was being overshadowed by James Ellsworth. Like, the, every so many matches as far as that title unfolded around Ellsworth. And then you had Kevin Owens' Universal run, which is overshadowed by Chris Jericho. And that's, I mean, that's that. Miz made the Intercontinental title actually means something. Made it one of the biggest titles in the company. And I have to agree with what he said. And not only that, but from WrestleMania on, Miz deserves to be nominated for Superstar of the Year. Yes, I'm going to say it. Um, But we will go on. Nikki Bella and Natalya. Wasn't really a match More of a Huge attack I'm ready to see How that storyline goes Um Natty is Being brutal right now And it's funny because You watch If you watch Any episode of Total Divas Or if you see her character And all that Natty's very caring And loving And all that And now she just Full out heel And it's just It's 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 Actually working for her Surprisingly For the simple fact She doesn't have to care what what anyone thinks. She can just say what she wants to. Dolph Ziggler and Kalisto, the Dolph Ziggler heel turn has officially happened. Some people have actually been waiting on this for the simple fact that Dolph is so good and he gets stuck with bad storylines and all that mess, excuse me. But the Dolph Ziggler Heal change has fully happened and Callisto was his victim. Um as he was leaving and attacked Callisto, you had a had a mixture of yes chance, uh, followed by no chance. And as he's walking up the ramp thinking everything's sweet, Apollo Cruz comes down. And uh he goes down, he goes to him and Dolph attack each other. And uh, Dolph gets the chair that he attacked Kalisto with and, you know, went across Apollo's back a couple times. So Apollo cruises back into a meaningful storyline. Dolph Ziggler is healed, and Kalisto is still not in the cruiserweight divisions. Why, I don't know. Um, it was announced that Alexa Bliss, they're tired of this whole luch- La Luchadora situation. Becky Lynch complained to Daniel O'Brien, Alexa came in Resulting in next week The women's title Will be defended The Smackdown women's title Excuse me I have to be specific Because everything Smackdown or Raw's title Except Anyways Moving on Uh, Will be defended In a cage match So no interference Possibly we could find out Who this La Luchadora is Um Then Ugh one of um, the next match. Next up, we have American Alpha defending versus Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, um, for the tag team titles with Luke Harper on the outside. That one, uh, American Alpha retained after Luke Harper was trying to interfere and distract with the ref, and it backfired on him, uh, causing a distraction roll-up. Oh, uh, those are funny. Distraction roll up and losing the match. Carmella. <laughs> Carmella versus C.J. Lundy. Yes. For those of you wondering, C.J. Lundy is one of, you know, the picked-out local jobbers. Um, but she had like a – she <laughs> – imagine a – May Young, fabulous Moolah, 60s gimmick today. I mean, she had updated red hair, but she had, I, I don't know what it was all about. I mean, it it was, the match wasn't that great. Ellsworth, interfered. a there's something about this guy and his interference that is really becoming a pain right now since they're on-screen boyfriend and girlfriend. Ellsworth has to protect her against a local jobber. It wasn't brutal that Ellsworth had to protect her or any of that. The brutal part was um, the C.J. Lundy chick, she she couldn't work. Um, it was, you know, Carmella's not the best in the ring, so to put her with someone that's equally bad, probably worse, is not going to help the match at all, uh, <laughs> at all. And then we're going to end this episode with Cena – Versus Baron Corbin With AJ Styles At ringside Baron Corbin um, I've always been On the fence With Baron Corbin um, no, Can't say I, I I never liked him um, you, I'm not a fan Of the guys That come in With the squashes And you know When they were Counting his matches Back at NXT Like yeah It was cool yeah, they had something to go with it, but it didn't show what he could do. And him going up to the main roster, has, has he's one of the people that's benefited a lot from it. Some people benefit, some people don't. Baron Corbin is one of the people that needed to be on the main roster. He needed those real matches and rivalries and, you know, the gimmick matches. He, he needed those type of things to show that – um, in the end, he's just an enhanced version of what he was in NXT, which is a badass ass kicker. But as opposed to him doing a clothesline and a punch in the end of days, he's actually having to work. Uh won't say slowly rubbing off on me just yet. Even though I was very, very happy with his match versus Kalisto, that was that was awesome. Him and Kalisto actually put on a good, great match to end the year. Um. So that wraps up our Raw versus our Raw versus SmackDown um, this week. Actually, usually a lot of people vote on who won and you know who won this week, who lost. This week, I can honestly say that I felt Raw um, beat SmackDown. Um, SmackDown was very I don't know, of course, it'll be hard to top The Undertaker (laughs) and Shawn Michaels on the same episode of Raw. But not just those things, the matches, the segments, the backstage segments, the build-up to the feuds, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I will will say that so far this week, I will give it to Raw. So I'm going to do um, so far the matches we have. For the World Rumble And see what type of predictions We can come up with Let's see As of now We only have four matches lined up We have the World Rumble Then we have Kevin Owens Versus Roman Reigns For the WWE Universal Championship Honestly I'm going to go with What everyone would think Is going to happen I think Kevin Owens Is going to win the match Um it'll be hard to believe unless, you know, Vince is that big on a look, that WWE will risk three WrestleManias on Roman Reigns. Uh the only one where building around him worked was when he didn't win, which was the Seth Rollins cash in at thirty one. He had thirty two which was he it was it was bad. He was booed out of the building to the point <laughs> hundred thousand fans made his daughter cry. Um, so it, to put that much pressure back on him, it's it, it's a lot. That is a lot to to put on someone like him, uh, because you know he doesn't ask for these things. And I was listening to a Ryback interview and. Um, and he said, "Like when those fans are booing Roman Reigns, they're not booing Roman Reigns. They're booing. They're booing Vince's ideas. And it 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 made a lot of sense. Um, you know, Kevin Owens is one of, if not the biggest thing going on in the company. Uh, <laughs> to me, I, I still I still give that to Miz personally." Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back to that. Um, but Kevin Owens, you know, is one of the big best things going in the company right now. And Roman Reigns is established. Um, you know, he is to the Roman Reigns is to the point where he is a Randy Orton. Um, Randy Orton doesn't need to be in the main event picture to be relevant. To be, you know, he he doesn't need those things, and he's proven that by taking the backseat to the Wyatt. I'm not even the last time Roman, uh, excuse me, Randy Orton is did, went for the heavyweight title was that back when Rollins had it? I, uh, I, you know, I may be mistaken. He possibly went at it after no because he was injured. So probably back when Rollins had it, that may have been it. I'll, I'll have to look that up to check. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna segue into something else, which is. As a wrestling fan, uh, actually, I'm going to continue my prediction, sorry. AJ Styles versus Sean Cena for the WWE Championship. Uh, This one, this one I'm having a hard time with. AJ Styles has had a good run, and he is the champ that runs the cam. AJ Styles had, outside of Kurt Angle, i would have Kurt Angle and CM Punk, even though CM Punk's you know, wasn't like that. I think what made Kirk's a little bit better was he kinda came out of nowhere. Um, CM Punk had a little indie reputation. A J. Styles had a worldwide reputation, but AJ Styles easily had one of the top five W W E rookie years. I, I say that for um I say W W E rookie years for a reason. Um, like, of course, AJ is not a rookie, you no. Know, so I shouldn't have to explain anymore as far as that. Cena and this whole, uh, tying, um, Ric Flair's record. Now, I was one of those people that probably booed Cena because of the things to do, but then as I get older as a wrestling fan, you start looking at things a little bit differently, um... You know, you can't look at, like, a kid anymore where it it is what it is. Now you can find out things and have your own opinion. And last week, excuse me, um, two weeks ago, I stamped that I don't care for Cena. And it's not because, you know, he buries sound Like, that is part of it. But when, you know, he, and, and this is, you know, I'm going to segue into something else, but you know, he comes out when he returns, opening segment. Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, I don't care who wins. I want a shot at the title. That's what he says. He says he wants a shot at the title. But then goes on talking smack and says it's not about the title. Crickets, crickets, crickets. The one thing I Kind of liked about that But I still don't care for it Because that's just a nonsense reason About him saying It's not about the titles I want to prove I'm still the best Okay Anyways (laughs) One thing about that Um And there's something that Cena said Somebody said Because I can I'm John Cena This is the part where the hate Is going to clash With me actually liking that part Um As of now, people don't realize that Cena's not really a face. He's not going to say heel, but he doesn't care. He's letting it be known he doesn't care. Like, I don't need an answer. I don't need an excuse. I'm John Cena. That's fine Daddy. That's probably as close as we're going to get to the heel Cena that everyone's wishing for. Thing is, um, when you have AJ Styles for the past year who's been busting his ass, who had to do everything to get title shots. We have Dean Ambrose, we have a fresh brand split. Because I'm John Cena is it shows how much the machine is behind him for the for him to even say that by a machine, I'm simply meaning WWE, that's 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 what us fans call it, uh, the machine. Anyways, um, it shows simply how much they are behind for him to be given that line. Listen, I'm John Cena. I don't need an answer. I don't need – what are you talking about? I'm Cena. That is it, – it, it sucks as a fan. Honestly, it sucks as a fan to know that uh, some of your favorites won't get a shot because of this reason. Uh, who certain people are, which is going to segue. Uh, So with that one, I'm torn between AJ Styles and Cena. I would love for AJ to win, but I will highly doubt that Roman Reigns and John Cena lose on the same pay-per-view. If that happens, that will be the curveball of the century. If they both win, John Cena and Roman Reigns, Internet will possibly shut down. Uh, I will feel bad for Roman when he goes on Raw and opens up the segment. Cena will be fine depending on who wins the rumble. So those are the so far predicted matches. Also, sorry, excuse me. We have Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. <laughs> All right. When I said that, uh, when I talk about the best things going or people who made their title prestigious, Charlotte Flair. I mean, I, I I don't use this term when I'm talking to women or to insult them, but seeing how she wants to be, Charlotte is a grade eight bitch. Thing is, I love it. It works perfectly for her. The reason why I like it is she is no longer in the shadows of Ric Flair. She's like she for some reason she's Charlotte Flair again. But she doesn't have him in the at the matches. He's not using all you know him to help win and all that. But the thing she says on the mic, I mean, I just when I watch a Charlotte promo, like when you had that where she snapped on Ric Flair and all of that. Um, when she snapped on Ric Flair, it was just golden to the point where I was wondering, like, man, what was she like in high school? Um. So, Charlotte versus Bailey, it will be hard for me to believe that they let Bailey win the title on her first try, especially since she's going with the IB Charlotte. So, so far for the Rumble, we have Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, The New Day, Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins, The Undertaker, Dean Ambrose, and The Miz. Uh, So far, it's hard to pick a favorite out of those guys. So... I will uh, now go on to our next segment as we talk about uh, go watch, go watch it, go watch it, go watch it. I will simply give you an interview, uh documentary, things like that for you to go watch on your own and give us your thoughts and what you, how you felt about it. And just to let us know your feelings and, um, for this week, I'm going to go with, as far as my Go Watch, I'm going to go with the Shawn Michaels first Bret Hart documentary uh, sit-down interview that took place on the Beyond the Ring section on the WWE Network. Um, the one thing about this um, interview, you can really see how much that Montreal screwjob affected Bret Hart because he remembers so many details so vividly, and a lot of Sean's, you know, answers was, I was on drugs, whatever he said is probably true, which is kind of sad on both parts, um, that, you know, how that whole situation, you know, Sean came out fine, you know, he had another career afterwards, but... Brett was never the same. And you can if you watch that interview, you know, and you know, don't just look at the interview, but if you pay attention to how much he remembers, Bret Hart was very very affected by that. Um so we're going to, you know, that's my go watch it segment for uh for this week. Next week, we will get into our countdown. I will post up a poll in the Two Sides of a Story or the No Holes Bar Wrestling Group. Um, we will post up a poll of who do you feel is the greatest cruiserweight of all time? I will be doing a top five, possibly top ten, um, depending on who, but we will do countdown of the top ten, five, or ten cruiserweights. Um, one thing I'm looking for is people that have wrestled in a cruiserweight division. So it mostly be WCW and WWE, um, light heavyweight. But um, I know they have a junior heavyweight division in some companies and all that. We're going to try to stick with cruiserweights, um, you know, but if they were in a cruiserweight classic, throw them in the mix. Yes, Kodo Abushi has had a WWE main roster match, but he has been in a cruiserweight classic tournament. Um, So just think about that Um, Also next week we will see what happens And we will uh, throw in more of our World Rumble predictions And we will also cover Lucha Underground as Ultima Lucha 3 approaches So um, be on the lookout, there's a lot to cover I I said I would stick with today with mostly Raw and SmackDown, but I will add in the NXT, the Ring of Honor, the New Japan. There is a lot of wrestling that will be covered in the first hour, so just be prepared for it. And uh, this is Coach is signing out, and um, I'll see you all next week. Once again, this is Running the Ropes, brought to you by No Holds Barred Wrestling.